to another episode of Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get, you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, what have you. Also available on Amazon. Check us out there. Follow the social media. Check out the website, miserable-reckless.com, for blog content and merch. All right, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, start things off. Sure. Uh, you always jump to me early. So I'm not used to going first. Um, so real quick, uh, we can talk about this maybe more when we know more. But yesterday, and, and for my good, I have an actual good, bad, and ugly this week. For my good, brief note, I wasn't uh, going to talk about it. But then this dropped yesterday. Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods got together and decided that they're going to make this like brand new um, golf league. We can talk about it more at length uh later when we know a little bit more but basically the bottom line is if i understand correctly they're going to build a course and it's going to be like a master course not the masters but like a like a boss level course that's going to allow uh fans to be like right on top of the tees on purpose and then you would play your way uh if you're on the pga tour and only on the pga tour um so excluding all the guys that jumped you would play your way uh into this top 20 kind of showdown event that would be on monday night and it would uh the weekend would still remain the same with the golf tournament and of course all this dropped um yesterday because it was the day before the uh, pga championship was going on this weekend down in atlanta so kind of some interesting things that are happening and they're going to make a ton of money i i could see this being almost uh, the golf fans may have a problem with this, but I could almost see this being like a WWE, like Monday Night Raw kind of like, like, or a Ryder Cup for those that have seen that, where the fans are booing and hissing, and you're you're telling the fans to it's some sort of three on three tournament that they're doing. They've got technology involved with it, so um, it's purposely meant to be fan engagement. It's not the polite clapping, whatever. It's um. It's a real life thing. It's not esports or anything like that. And and they will be flying there and those guys will be there and interacting. So that could be kind of cool. So I'm sure me and Logan will touch on that when we know a little bit more about it. But I was texting him about it the other day because I thought it was kind of cool. It sounded kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, the only other thing that I'm going to point out that's a good that leads into my bad is I'm really, uh, for those that don't know, we record on Thursday nights. And I'm really getting sick of tuning in on Saturdays or just really any point during the weekend and um, seeing all the things that we've mentioned on Thursday nights being broadcast all over ACC and all, uh, ACC network, all over SEC network, all over Marty and McGee. Um, I'll mention what happened last weekend. Uh, they mentioned the sun drop helmet at North Wilkesboro on Marty and McGee. Uh, they mentioned they did a whole thing on Yacht Rock and uh, Christopher Cross which we've talked about at length in the past, um, including playing the song Sailing into their breaks, which I believe was on our Boat Jams uh, playlist. Um, They even mentioned going to Ireland, which we've mentioned on this podcast because a certain someone is going to Ireland here shortly. Um, They mentioned Woodstock 99. I mean, guys, just please just shout us out if you're going to listen to our podcast. (laughs) Can I at least, like, can we at least get, like, you know, some sort of executive credit or producers or something i mean next you're going to be i mean quite frankly if they start making fun of fuentes i mean like like even though he's not the coach anymore i'm we should sue <laughs> cornelson the yeah. moment that i hear the term omaha screw job i will sue <laughs> so so anyways i guess that's a good thing that's kind of bad um this leads to my bad uh Speaking of things that we also did in the past that then uh, showed up on ESPN, the Savannah Bananas, uh, the minor league baseball team, <laughs> have uh, that we've mentioned on this podcast at length in the past, including all our in our minor league baseball segments. Um, incidentally, my brother called. He lives in Norfolk now, and uh, he called the other day and told me he went to Princess Night, and I said, "Oh, I know all about Princess Night." <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a little confused. But uh <laughs> but uh anyways, they have their own TV show, the Savannah Bananas. So I'd like to again thank ESPN for ripping off our ideas and uh turning them into their own TV shows. But at the Savannah Bananas game on live TV, um Bill the spaceman Lee, who's a famous pitcher from the Red Sox back in the 70s, 
he actually um he had a some sort of an incident like a heart attack or something and they had to shock him um back to life he is okay now but they had to use uh car he had cardiac arrest basically and people thought in the stands that it was part of the gimmick because it was like minor league baseball and there was a gimmicky thing so thought that that was kind of bad and at least unfortunate but i was happy to hear he was okay and then the ugly is just disgusting um i saw that the nebraska coach scott frost was bragging about his lineman puking 15 to 20 times during practice every day um, to show how hard they were working. And I thought like, all right, got it. Um, full disclosure, uh, Melissa's grandfather is a huge Nebraska fan, played in uh, at Nebraska way back in the day. And uh, even he kind of thinks Scott Frost is, uh, is uh, his 15 and 29 record over the past four years leaves a little to uh, – <laughs> little little to the imagination so uh hey scott frost why don't you uh, why don't you maybe not run your players so ragged um it, it sounds like uh the coaching might be the issue with 15 to 29 record over the past four years not uh how many times your players compute during practice so um that's disgusting <laughs> and get it together dude it's 2022 <laughs> so that's my ugly <laughs> <laughs> oh man he still thinks it's 1972 all right. <laughs> all right, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, perfect, man. Well, I also have a good, bad, and ugly this week. Uh, my good is, uh, well, kind of a two-parter for my good. Um, came back from my uh, week off all last week for uh, my 40th birthday. First time taking off a week from work since the honeymoon five years ago. And uh, everybody at the office decorated my door, and uh, which was pretty cool. And then also, um, Brody is going to be getting a big boy bed. Oh. Yeah, he is, uh, he's outgrowing. He can't, he just is uncomfortable in that, you know, what do you call it, day, day style bed now. We're going to be getting the rails and getting a uh, twin-size mattress for him and everything. So he's, he's ready for it, and I don't think he's going to roll out of bed anymore. So. My uh, my bad is um, just uh, I think it was earlier this morning they announced that uh, Virginia Tech uh, freshman tight end uh, is out for the season after having an injury at a uh, training camp. He was supposed to be pretty good this season, but you know he's a freshman, so he's got he's got years years ahead of him. And my ugly uh, coming back from work. Obviously, though, with not that many people here at my office being able to do my job, I came back to a mountain of paperwork that required me to work to almost 1 a.m. the last few nights to get payroll done on time at the very last second on time. So I'm uh, I'm exhausted. But other than that, everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Bob. <laughs> All right, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> like Morgan needs a new bed too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at the office. <laughs> yeah, I gotta think about getting a cot. <laughs> Just do the Costanza and and have a nice little spot underneath your desk. <laughs> some experience with cot, at least seven nights or three weekends, however you want to count them. <laughs> All right, let's start with the. Uh... Good news and some very happy news. Um, Dick Vitale is cancer free again, Woo-hoo! so it was very happy news to hear that. Um, we all love him, he, he's a, a fixture in college basketball, and it was good news to see that he he did it again, he beat it again. So, God bless him. Hope he continues to stay healthy and have many more, you know, years of participating in what he loves doing for for all our sakes and for his. Um, another good uh, favorite of this program in the past year or so, uh, Grayson McCall, who is Coastal Carolina's quarterback. He is, uh, he's got quite a few NIL deals going on, which this to me is what NIL is actually really about. Um, it's not about Texas A&M recruiting better than other people it's about guys who otherwise wouldn't earn a dime 
uh, having the opportunity to make some cash off of their moment. And he's definitely cashing in, as I'm sure some of the other Coastal Carolina guys are. But I want to bring to everyone's attention that he's partnered with the Myrtle Beach Apparel Company to uh, have a bunch of like T-shirts and hats and stuff like that, one of which is I Piss Till, which is <laughs> from a comment that he made after a game one time. Um, I just thought that was awesome. Uh, the name of the company is uh, Native Sons. So if you just Google Native Sons Apparel, it's like on their main page now. You can go look through all of them, but it's there's uh, McCall American, the real McCall, I just feel stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Um, so good on him uh, for taking his moment and running with it. Last thing is an ugly. Text the guys about this day. Um, we were talking about Marty Smith earlier. Marty Smith was talking about another topic that we've talked about quite extensively, which is the hell that interstate 95 can be. And he traveled it from Jersey down to Charlotte and was kind of going on and on about just how difficult that road is. And one of the funniest parts about that to me was he called it Satan's sidewalk, which is (laughs) God bless him. That's a good way to describe it. It is indeed Satan's sidewalk. It is an awful stretch of road to travel almost everywhere. Certainly in the greater Baltimore to Washington, the Fredericksburg, Richmond areas. I'm sure lots of other places. They actually looked up the stats on the on the podcast. It has the most fatalities per 100 miles of any road in America. So that's that's exciting. And uh, you know, again, the ugly here is twofold. One, Interstate 95. Two, Marty keeps stealing our content. All right. Well, that brings it to me. Um, Start off with a, I don't even know what to call this. I guess I'll call it a giveaway. Um, We, even though based on the download geography of this podcast, I doubt it's of any interest to listeners of this show, but I I said that I would promote it on here as well. Um, Jordan, my co-host and good buddy over on Tailgate Season, Tailgate SCN, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. He, this week, is giving away two tickets to the UNC versus Florida A&M football game. To be eligible to receive this giveaway, you must follow his Twitter at ColdCansPick'em. Follow the podcast on Spotify and tag one friend on Twitter. So if you're interested in watching the Tar Heels, don't know why you would, but if you are uh, playing against Florida A&M, do what I just said. Uh, Follow the podcast on Spotify. That's Tailgate Season SCN. Follow his Twitter at ColdCansPick'em and then tag one friend. he will be announcing a winner on that uh, tomorrow, I believe. So that's the giveaway. <laughs> the good being we are nine days away from NC State football kicking off, and I will be making my grand return to the city of Greenville, North Carolina, for the first time in six or seven years. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies from work, one of them an ECU grad, are all, have all bought our tickets, and we're all making the, uh, the trek from Raleigh to Greenville to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. <clears throat> Haven't been back to a game there in years. Looking for a good time and looking hope, hopefully that uh, a bunch of upset and disappointed Pirate fans by the third quarter. That would just make my weekend. So looking forward to that. All right, and then the, uh, the other good I had, I had a pretty positive week this week. It slipped my mind. I'm trying to think. If I remember it, I'll say it at some point at random, but it's been a pretty good week overall. Shout it out. I could, uh, I could tap dance for you. If you want to go to Chapel Hill and you want to go to the game, I can tell you that the ACC Network tomorrow on Friday afternoon will be hosting a, their show from Keenan and then going to Top of the Hill for those that are familiar. And they'll be hanging out at Franklin Street. So if you want to go hang out with Mac Brown and Billy Packer and other people we've talked about that you may <laughs> not have seen on ACC Network, you know where they'll be. So uh, there you go. That's another reason to go follow Jordan's Twitter. <laughs> and also, if you don't follow Jordan's Twitter, um, I'm sure you can also. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of tickets <laughs> throughout the season. <laughs> See, Carolina uh, football tickets are so bad you can't even give them away. That's just what I'm <laughs> going to go with. If he if he doesn't have a lot of entrance, that's going to be my line for the rest of the year on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right up there, Commander tickets two dollars. 
for, for a preseason ticket, I think. Or I think it was a dollar. You're expecting Carolina fans who don't know that the game starts until the second and a half quarter to realize <laughs> that Carolina has a game on Saturday when it's week zero. I, I highly doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably still counting down for basketball season. <laughs> All right. All right. So moving right along, uh, Dustin mentioned uh, Grayson McCall, who happens to wear a mullet. And, you know, what state is the mullet of America? That's Florida. So here we are with Florida or the field. All right, guys, we're bringing it back. Um, got a Florida or the field. It, it would be kind of awkward, right, to, uh, to not have our monthly rotation when we're getting back into the football season. So here we go. Here's the headline. Two Marines. And I'll just I'll fly through this and I'll let you guys guess. Because there's some good stuff, especially at the end. Two Marines dine and dash at Waffle House. Then vandalize helicopter. <laughs> Two U.S. Marines damaged a helicopter just after dining and dashing. That's the other important thing. At a Waffle House, officials said. I, I've been to a Waffle House before. It's pretty expensive. So I can understand why you dine and dash. The, uh, the act of vandalism left a helicopter with broken windows and about $1,000 in damage on Saturday, August 20th, according to police in the town. The city is home to the U.S. Marine Corps, or a U.S. Marine Corps air station, we'll say. The damage was reported after a video captured two men walking up to the aircraft. Um, officials said one of the men climbed onto a, we'll go military here for you guys. Officials said one of the men climbed onto an RF-4B Phantom II plane. It's a photos. Um, we'll call those selfies. Both men are accused of trying to spin the blades of an HA-46E <laughs> model helicopter. And getting inside the aircraft, I assume they were making sound effects and everything else. Um, this particular exactly. airplane means a lot to this region because of all the lives over the years they've rescued or gotten out of the hurricane situations. The aviation curator didn't know that you could be an aviation curator of the city, but that's what the city told the news. Um, the vandalism was reported at, which you guys are never going to guess what time, uh, 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly an hour after officials said the same suspects ate at a nearby Waffle House. Now, if that timeline doesn't match up, uh, <laughs> 2 a.m. Waffle House, 3 a.m. vandalizing helicopters while making sound effects spinning the blades. <laughs> All right. um, photos posted to Facebook, I'm assuming these are the selfies they took, appear to show one of the suspects at the restaurant wearing a sweatshirt with the letters USMC. Uh, the two males walked out of the restaurant without paying for their food, the police department wrote in a Facebook post. Now, why the police was alerted to the Waffle House dining dash, I do not know, but there must not be a whole lot going on in this town. Waffle House has reviewed the video camera footage and recognized the two males. Now, officials are crediting that unpaid Waffle House bill and investigative work, no clue what that means, with helping them identify the two suspects. They have been charged with injury to real property. Uh, disorderly conduct. They went back to base ahead of their September court date. And my the last line is my favorite. An investigation into the Waffle House incident was ongoing as of August 23rd, officials said. <laughs> so they haven't yet determined if the Waffle House uh, bill was paid. It's still ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've got a small town police force, you've got helicopters, you've got a Marine base, you've got Marines, you've got a Waffle House. And I mean, pick a town in the South. <laughs> Florida or the field? It's a magic question. You guys can shout out what you think. Field. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go, I want to go to North Carolina, but yeah, the field. This could be Jacksonville. It could be. Or or North Carolina. (laughs) No, I mean, that's what I mean. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Carolina. That's where the Marines are. I'm going to have to go the field as well, because first thing that popped out in my mind was was North Carolina. See, you guys. So here's the deal. I figured with our two-year anniversary, we've been doing this for a minute. And with the new football season starting, maybe we start a new trend. 
but you guys is you guys have been in North Carolina too long. Your bullshit meters right up after two years. This is absolutely positively North Carolina. <laughs> Havelock, North Carolina. Havelock. I was oh, gonna yeah. say the Havelock Cherry Point area might be. Yeah. It is Cherry Point. Yep. And yep. Yep. And they uh and they went back to Cherry Point. So yep. <laughs> some, some faithful, patriotic North Carolina Marines. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, these are the same guys, you know, would come down and terrorize downtown Wilmington and go back. What's what's that Camp Lejeune? I think is the Camp one Lejeune. that they're at. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's immediately yeah. what popped in my mind when I kept hearing the Waffle House. They they got drunk. They they left. I was like, this could be North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, the whole time I was like, this is the Jacksonville area. It's got to be. So, yep. Or you know, but. I figured they had to be somewhere close. But yeah, 100%. If you're going to have your first uh, field in Florida or the field history, it's got to be North Carolina, and it's got to be Eastern North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. Now, that, that fits. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> that fits the area, and it's also a good way to not have Florida one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the first field we've ever gotten in this latest edition of Florida or the field. All right, moving right along as we, uh, Ryan briefly alluded to, it is week zero uh, week zero doesn't have a lot of marquee matchups, but we actually do have a couple of schools that are, you know, power five ACC schools that we mention a lot. UNC and free shoes. You are both playing what I guess you could classify as tune up games. Don't worry. We're not going to be breaking those games down because even their own fans apparently don't care about that because you can't give away tickets to UNC versus Florida A and M. Two tickets. Two tickets. Two free. Two free. But, anyways, that got that got us to talking about. Dustin had something uh, that was we found to be a pretty interesting hypothetical football, college football related topic. So I'm going to turn it over to Dustin. Yeah. So we, you know, we do a lot of a lot of college sports here. A lot of ACC, a lot of stuff. All summer, we badger you with realignments and NILs and all sorts of other acronyms. Now it's college football season, so you tune in and you're like, uh, what are they going to ramble about? Pitt versus, you know, whomever this week. Nope. We have a fun hypothetical for you. Um, that I it, we've, I had the suggested article from Reddit. I got to give credit where credit's due. Some of the folks on there who follow the college football thread like have some pretty interesting um, ideas, I guess. And this one, just to kind of give the background, is they said basically you have to play an in-state schedule. Your school does. So whoever you're a fan of, whoever you're a alum of, your school has to play an in-state schedule only. What's that look like? What are the best states? What are the worst states? Um, sort of how's that shake out? And then, obviously, you know, lots of people have lots of opinions on it. Uh, what I would say is uh, I just kind of want to throw it around to the guys. When you got to thinking about this as a, as a topic, as an idea, like, and we can start at home if we want, because um, obviously that's where, when we texted about this, this is where the conversation started. But if your team, and that would be, you know, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, North Carolina State, and Duke, had to play an in-state schedule. What do you What do you think, or how's How's that shake out? I want to start with North Carolina and kind of work our way from there. North Carolina would be fun. I mean, there's no other way to really say that because I mean, you've got the Big Four in the ACC. You've got NC State, UNC, Duke, and Wake Forest. But then, like when you expand beyond that, <coughs> you've got App, who is been good for a while and can compete uh on a on a infrequent basis with some you know big teams don't jinx us <laughs> ecu has had their moments in the sun and when that program is doing well they can be it's it's a hard place to go play when they've got a little bit of talent and the students are on the verge of blacking out from alcohol and in the boneyard at dowdy ficklin Charlotte has been an up-and-coming program. It's a relatively new program, but Will Healy has done well there. I mean, they beat Duke last year. So, I mean, that would be an example of this with, like, in-state matchups. And then, like, you've got the other, like, FCS schools that would kind of be the 
the patsies, if you will, the Syracuses of, uh, of, <laughs> of this setup. I'm biased, but honestly, North Carolina, I would love to, if this, if things say, let's college football gets too big um, in 20 years and it all implodes and it goes back to a 1930s, 40s style regional thing. I wouldn't be upset with North Carolina set up. It'd be a fun schedule. I am in the middle of reading a book um, called Fight Songs. I think I mentioned it on the podcast in the past. And they said, and to your point about regional stuff from back in the day, they said that part of the reason why the state of North Carolina itself went basketball crazy is because we have so many schools that back in the day, um, you didn't go outside of state lines you just for recruiting. So my immediate thought when we brought this up that I, I don't think I texted you guys about this for a couple of weeks ago, but man, this would make recruiting worse. Like, you know how Morgan always talks about locking up the Virginia line or keeping the, keeping the recruits from UVA and stuff like that. I mean, this would make, I mean, talk about, I mean, it's cute when Max says, you know, the best players in Carolina are going to play at Carolina, but like talk about like the actual like recruiting wars that would be going on here. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. Wake Forest's idea of we need a Wake Forest player, um, which is like their big marketing uh, gimmick, and and they win games with it. But um, I think all of a sudden they'd be taking what they could get. <laughs> so uh, that I, that's that was my immediate takeaway. Man, that could be interesting because all of a sudden now you're competing with App State for their quarterback. You know what I mean? Now you're yeah. now you're competing with ECU for that running back. So that reminds me. Quick sidebar. You jogged my memory when you said that Mac uh, says the best players in North Carolina want to play for North Carolina. My other good. It came back to me. (laughs) Just this week, there was a four-star wide receiver, really speedy kid, has top-end speed and great hands. He had two final schools down on his list. It was the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, the aforementioned Mac Brown, coaches there, and NC State. His name is Kevin Concepcion. He made his decision. Wait, if you read, uh, it's it's spelled it's Kevin Concep- Concepci- Concepcion is the pronunciation that I believe is correct. I but it's see, like I can see this. I can see this now. Concepcion with a reception. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 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 yeah. I got I, I got plenty of dad jokes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I like that dad joke. I'm a big fan of those. So. <laughs> but he made his decision. If you read the um, Inside Carolina boards right before, they were all very, very cocky, saying that while he was a state lean early, um, he's been really wanting a Carolina offer because what kid in North Carolina doesn't want a Carolina offer? And <laughs> if you want to win and make it to the league, you don't go to Raleigh. You go to Chapel Hill. Well, he announces his, his uh, decision. He's going to be in, in Wolfpack Red. He's going to be the uh, prize wide receiver recruit for us in the 2023 class. And then immediately after that, the Carolina fans changed their tune and were saying that they're now hearing that they pulled his offer late and that that's the only reason he went to NC State. It's the same reason that when Roy Williams used to lose recruits to Duke, it was because they really didn't want him and Roy turned his focus to somebody else. It was never because somebody beats them in a recruiting battle. The narrative always <laughs> changes. But anyways, I digress. That's my sidebar. That was my other good for the week that I completely forgot about. But when you t- said the Matt comment, jogged my memory, and I'm glad it did. We'll have a producer take that part out. <laughs> just, I just don't think the producer is going to take it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear he's a pack rat. <laughs> just so the listeners know, we do pick on other schools other than UNC. It's just, it's just so much fun. It's too easy. So, Like Michigan. <laughs> yeah, like Michigan. And we can pick on a few more when we pick through some of these states. But I do want to mention, for Morgan's sake, because yes. he is a Virginia Tech fan, Virginia's not a bad footprint either. I, no. I think the North Carolina one is it's really fun looking. But Virginia, I you're looking that, at, yeah. at a lot of good teams. Just in, if we can put the FBS schools out there, you got ODU, JMU, Richmond Virginia Tech, UVA. And Liberty, and then you've obviously got a number of other schools like Richmond that you could add to the schedule as well. So Morgan, can you if you had to play an in-state schedule, um, 
would you be super cocky and think we're going 12 and 0 or would you be no not not at all i i because god knows i mean we've lost jmu before we lost to ODU, we've lost to liberty so no i, I you can as a tech fan you can never go into any game cocky at all because you just never know winning you know being you know EC or Duke by barely a field goal on years that they're supposed to have a really good team or getting beat the shit out of by ODU one a few years ago. It's just no, you no, you, you but it like you guys are saying, you and the North Carolina one sounds a lot more exciting than genuine because I mean, who gets excited about JMU if anything? I mean, Harris, Harrisonburg is a Harrisonburg is a shithole. Hey, I saw an advertisement for it today and said it was a friendly town. I've I've met some some girls from JMU at the Outer Banks that were pretty fun to hang out with, but other than that, I kind of agree. Who cares about JMU? Exactly. But JMU would chips. But I wouldn't be. I mean, I'd, at the same time, I'd that'd be kind of fun to play like rich men and uh, go spiders. By the way, and, uh, you know. Liberty, Liberty a couple of times. I mean, Liberty, you play Liberty nine times. Don't get ten times. Don't get that one. But the other nine times, Tech's gonna just beat your ass into the ground and, and make you crawl back to Jerry Farwell <laughs> for, uh, for for a blessing. Yeah, I think he's uh, gonna leave it at <laughs> his son or his cousin. Or something. <laughs> Keep it in the family. <laughs> can, you guys, can you guys beat William and Mary? Yeah, yeah, they have I, a football not, I, Yeah, they'll they'll beat William. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> All right. don't, they'll, they'll, you know, I, it just it would be fun. And like like you said, three. You know, if if, if you also kept made it uh, recruits all the recruits state in state for them. Yeah. And, you know, the recruiting battles for that now. You know, I'm sure most of them would would pick tech. Then the, some of the elements would trickle down to wine country, and then. <laughs> you know, the West, same West wine Terry's, country that we visited recently. Yes, or that are uh, you know they can go oh, hang out over West Cary Street in Richmond. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm. I'd rather. I'm with Morgan. Uh, if they didn't pick Virginia Tech, you know, as a recruit, that'd be dumb as crap because I've, I've been to wine country and I wasn't too impressed by the winery. And the wine. I thought the wine was good. But UVA is, uh, I mean, you want to win every year. You don't go to UVA. You go to, well, UVA, for, you go to UVA for a law degree and watch lacrosse and basketball. Logan, <laughs> well, I don't want to watch their basketball either. It's awful. Well, yeah. Well, okay. If you if you're a fan, right? You know what I'm trying to say. I don't want to watch that shit. They they run the triple option they, of, of they, college they cheated, basketball. They, they they cheated that basketball season. <laughs> Logan, did you hear me? That's a t-shirt. It's an orange t-shirt. And on the front, it says some sort of, it's got a football or it has our logo or something. And on the back, it says, what is it? You don't go to, tell me again, Morgan, you don't go to UVA if you want to win every year. (laughs) (laughs) And it's in orange. So it covers both schools. Boom. Done. (laughs) That would work. Well, I do want to say. Plus, you know, with the girls, you got Girls at UVA get fancy the wine coolers. Girls at Virginia Tech, you know, drink moonshine shotgun beers. <laughs> <laughs> pick your pick, pick, pick which one you want. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do want to say the best part about this, the reason I ask you those questions, Morgan, is that we're about building bridges here. And, um, a UVA fan basically said the same thing you did. He said both yeah. UVA and Virginia Tech have a history of losing the teams on this list. It would be a pure chaos division. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It would it would be an upset. It would be called the upset list. <laughs> be like the coastal division times ten. No oh, man. Hey, that's called parody. Anyway, moving on. Um. There are obviously some other other good states out there. We'll, we probably ought to just go ahead and mention them, and then we can make fun of the states that are stupid. Um, so Texas, when do we get to Ohio? <laughs> well, we're getting there. Um, 
Texas, they, they have, they could actually have a full division of all FBS schools. They're the only state in the country that could do that, um, which would be pretty nuts. Which, I mean, what a hell of a conference that would be. Um, Baylor, TCU, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Houston, SMU, list goes on. Like, they've got, that would be kind of a fun league. Um, yeah. With some high-level talent. I mean, they have a ton of talent in Texas. Um, so that was, that's one that sticks out. Are the Dillon Panthers in that league? <laughs> <laughs> in some of the other states? that level of team probably would be competing against a college. <laughs> I saw Texas state. That's what reminded me of it. Remember that one ill ill season where he went to go, he was going to go coach at Texas state for like about three seconds. Yeah. Anyway, well, speaking, speaking real, real quick speaking, when he's mentioned the Dylan Panthers speaking of here, based off the book and everything, uh, sad news on that one. The, uh, the coach Gaines from the, uh, 80s uh, high school football coach from the yeah. Texas team. They uh, saw the news he passed away this week. Hmm. No. Not to be all Debbie down on that, but I just, since you were mentioning Dylan Panthers. Sure. Yeah, that's crazy. I hadn't seen that. That sucks. It's a hell of a movie, hell of a series. If you haven't seen yeah. it in America, you should watch it. Um, a little bit uh, very different news. I saw an article today since we're talking Texas. Um, or this week, Texas, as in the University of Texas, is yeah, horns down, um, is potentially going to surpass Harvard for largest endowment in the coming wow months or years. And apparently, the reason, one of the biggest reasons for that, and this is kind of an intersection of my real life with my hobbies. Is they own 2.1 million acres in the Permian Basin in Texas, which is for those of you who don't know, that's West Texas, that's oil country. Um, Texas, if it were an oil producer, would be like the eighth largest producer in the world. That's how much they have. And Texas apparently is earning like six million dollars a day from oh, their wow. oil royalties. So huh. they're quickly, they've already passed Yale in the like the past year or two and it would take some work uh there's a little bit of a gulf but they're they're starting to nip at harvard tills for endowment and i thought that was super interesting um, so what what you're trying to say is they're going to have a boatload of money to pay players <laughs> yes texas is not short on money and some of that apparently like two-thirds of that money goes to ut and one-third of the money goes to texas a&m so whatever it's worth and a&m already has tons of money themselves so yeah. right so interesting uh stuff going on there in texas well then state of texas can go have their own football uh division program trophy and everything you stay away i'd be fine with that actually because then we don't have to think about them and anything else that we want to play or watch but a state that we do have to watch because two of them are members of the ACC is Florida. Florida is in a similar boat as North Carolina. I believe both North Carolina, Florida, and California have seven FBS programs, mm-hmm. um, six or seven. And so with Florida, you're talking like Florida State, obviously University of Florida, Miami, USF, UCF, uh, FAU. It would actually be a pretty fun league too. Um, kind of down there. F- yeah, I mean it's it's a long list. Um, one guy who I thought he was being pretty funny with his tongue in cheek, he was like, "Go ahead and throw IMG Academy in." So, <laughs> accurate. Anyone who doesn't know, you know, Google them. They're a factory for athletes. Um, yeah, down in Florida. So, but yeah, the I kid, mean, kid, the kids transfer into that school just to. Just to get a better um, what shot at a good school. That's where that trader Tommy White went to high school. <laughs> How quickly it turns. So, I like the comment um, that you pulled and put in the notes from the uh, 
I guess it's a Miami fan that said the title game of yeah. Florida, the title game would be the methamphetamine bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored oh by bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by the whatever town's police department that it's in. The, uh, yeah. And then the Georgia fan said, bunch of Florida men fighting. Where do I watch? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty accurate. <clears throat> You talk about Florida field kind of stuff. That would be a crazy, just crazy conference. <laughs> I have, so. I have suggestions. They should hold it in the same stadium that they hold the Florida Georgia game, which is currently the Jaguar Stadium, because Jacksonville is the furthest south. Because in Florida, you go further south, the further north you go. Um, <laughs> And they should hold it right on the state line so that all the people from Georgia could come down and make fun of the fact that Bethune Cookman or whatever is playing Stetson for the Florida Championship. <laughs> you did <you laughs> hear that, that. We all know that for uh, Free Shoes, the Gators, and uh, that school that's never back uh, would ultimately trip and fall to UCF or one of those other. Uh, mm-hmm. Not this year. <laughs> Not this year. Dustin's throwing up the U. Apparently, we're we're on the U train. <laughs> he has been for third, three years. Third year in a row. Eventually, I got a hit right, like blackjack. Ryan, you did hear the the um, cocktail party is not going to be there after like two years from now. It's going to go back to a home and home. Really? Yep. The contract they had, it, like, unless something changes between a couple months ago when I read this and now. They were um they were talking about it's gonna go back to a home and home series and I don't think it, they've done that since like the mid nineties maybe the late nineties. Really? Wow, went. that that probably has its own level of fun, but but I wonder like what they'll do to like attendance. I mean, meaning like how many tickets are available and you know how are how are they splitting that kind of stuff up? Because um, I think the fun of it. I mean, I didn't get to go, but I think the fun of it is you jam half of a fan base and the other half of a fan base in the stadium and you let it rip. And that's after they've been letting it rip since 6 a.m. So the night before they have country concerts, they have a baseball yeah. between Florida and Georgia, they have a fireworks show. Um, nothing's cooler than standing on the field uh, for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp watching Chase Rice play with Scotty McCreary to the fireworks going off. And if you can't let it rip to that, uh, then you wake up hungover on Sunday and there's Tim Tebow and the rest of the boys sitting out there with the SEC Luke Combs blaring over the loudspeakers. That'll wake your ass up. <laughs> State and Carolina tried a similar thing in 98 and 99 in Charlotte and it just did not work. It's because it was in Charlotte. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. farther away for everybody's core fan base to have to drive. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that just is a bad idea. <laughs> they should they should have it in Bowman Gray Stadium. That would be awesome because there's already enough fights in that stadium, anyways, for the whole racetrack. <laughs> uh, yeah. That'd be well, a bunch of good ideas. I'm sure they'll be stolen from us as well soon. Um, of course, of course, California has a bunch. I don't really want to dig into it because I don't care about. Pac-12 or anything on the West Coast. But Logan did mention Ohio. And Ohio has Ohio State and then a bunch of schools that no one cares about. But they, but on the internet, they seem to think that they would have had a pretty good league. False. Eh, wrong. <laughs> Maybe if all of the Ohio schools moved to North Carolina, then we would care more. Actually, we'd care less because we would tell them to go back to Ohio. But I do think it—I do think it's funny, and I don't know if it was a Freudian slip or not. But Cincinnati, I believe, was in the top eight, the top five, something like that last year. Oh, they were fourth in the country. Yeah, and then they're ranked in what the top four or five this year. And you—you you said they have Ohio State, and then all the other schools nobody cares. About. <laughs> and I feel like that's a very accurate description of Cincinnati. <laughs> yep. Fortunately, yeah, yeah don't care. Bill tries to do a great job out there, and I'm, I, I thought it was cool that he stayed. But uh, man, oh man, <laughs> Sauce Gardner, cool name, but um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's such an accurate description of Cincinnati. 
it, and it's uh, from the heart. So, <laughs> yeah, don't care. <laughs> um, likewise, another state we like to make fun of. You got Michigan. You got University of Michigan, Michigan State. They got lots of Michigans. They got Central and Western and Eastern, all the rest. Um, a Michigan fan was claiming that would be a solid 12-game schedule right there. Well, just to uh, paraphrase an old coach from the 80s and to stick with my motif because I'm going to a school called East Carolina in, uh, in about nine days, no one cares about the directional schools. You're not a real state. <laughs> that would be that would be similar to if uh i guess charlotte is an exception to that but it's similar to us being like oh yeah you know if if pembroke and like wilmington had football teams and we were like oh yeah you know those those schools really like shake things up in the north carolina (laughs) league (laughs) what if ohio and michigan joined together and we just called it the ohio gang concept uh conference um first of all you're combining the two state names together but at the same time you could just have all of the directional schools with all of the schools that are named after places in ohio that aren't uh actually from ohio they're from other places so toledo akron miami there's a school in ohio named miami um they're just like that seems like a nice name we'll just steal it so (laughs) to be fair it's named i am aware that it's named after native but regardless um i just if we can mix all that together anyways because kind of when i look at the map i just kind of gloss over that anyways until i get to like chicago which is a wonderful place and then i just kind of gloss over and all of a sudden it's like seattle so if we could just do like the ohio again conference and it could just be like oh hi look it's you guys again all right who's your sacrificial lamb and you guys can go on to play if, if we had like the states right if it was like literally world series but for football we just had like the Ohio again, uh, uh, you know, conference winner, state winner that came up to play. Like, you know, we put them up. I don't know. We put them up against like Alabama or we put them up against like South Carolina. They're getting destroyed by South Carolina or Alabama, like or any other southern state for that matter. I mean, hell, you could put them up against Tennessee and it probably with Tennessee and Memphis and, and, and MTSU. And come on. I mean, Michigan can't beat App State, so they're certainly not going to beat the schools from North Carolina. I like how you mentioned three Tennessee schools and didn't mention the one, uh, the other one in the SEC, because I, last I heard, they were going to have the, one of the best programs in the country per their own coach. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Clark Lee doubled down on that um, on Saturday when he was interviewed, um, mainly because when they uh, were interviewing him, they described how inspiring he was. And my thought process was, well, I get that he's inspiring, but if he doesn't have the recruits, you know, I can give a real inspiring uh, speech about a horse that I think is going to win the Kentucky Derby, but if it's still <laughs> in the stable, it ain't doing nothing. He did that, and then Tony Elliott goes, hold my beer. You say in a few years, we're going to win the national title this year. <laughs> Jeez. I don't I, – I know we've discussed it before. I don't understand how you can go out and say that and then expect people to take you seriously. We're talking about it, aren't we? I believe it's the second but, time. <laughs> but 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 that's not a positive. This is all. This is not all good for us. You know, is is actually good for us when you're trying to convince kids to come play for you. Like just because we're talking about them doesn't mean it's a positive. We're mocking them for for how ridiculous that is. So should so, we start? Should we start mocking New Jersey then? I did want to bring that up. The question for Jersey is would Rutgers go undefeated? Would they finally go undefeated if they if they only could play in state? I mean, keep in mind they're playing like Princeton and Monmouth and some other schools never heard of. Arlay Dickinson. Uh William Patterson. Apparently that's a school. He was probably famous. <laughs> Is this why everybody in Jersey goes to out of state? Because there's no schools. Yeah, there's Montclair State. Last I checked, that's not a state. <laughs> they all, they also leave because it's Jersey. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, one suggestion was they could combine with Delaware 
and have the Del, you know, like Delaware and Delaware State as part of the the league. So, because um, that really is going to fix things. <laughs> that so you pretty much are we go undefeated? <laughs> so, so now it's the arm armpit series, third division. <laughs> like I'd rather watch paint dry than watch those teams play. <laughs> But would Rutgers go undefeated? I mean, that's the question. I think they would yeah, find I a way to lose yeah. one game. Just one. They would lose to Delaware. One big fucking cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just parked the car. Thanks to uh, the scribe, <laughs> Rutgers University. Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. That was just that was really leaked audio from the Big Ten office. That was uh, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. <laughs> <laughs> you're already here first no what's so funny is either um either we're not the only ones or and or once again people are taking the uh taking a cue from us read an article recently where nate silver was put together like a a composite score for potential big 10 schools because he, he graduated from michigan i think and so he's interested in that Anyway, throughout the article, he was trashing Rutgers the whole time, and it was it was pretty funny. And he was talking about how the the four. He's like, we'll just call the the four. We'll call the Rutgers line <laughs> for like your composite score. So I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I heard something the other day. You know how you hear about a cream puff schedule. Um, well, the terminology that I heard the other day that I I love. And I, I'm now going to use it from now on as New Jersey would be playing against, uh, or sorry, Rutgers would be playing if they're in a New Jersey only schedule against Princeton, which is a cream puff. And then if you wanted to name another school like Monmouth, you would, as opposed to calling them a cream puff, you would call them roast beef a and <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was an excellent term for another school because nothing sounds more disgusting and more sickening. Then it's schedule of cream puffs and roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear it. Speaking well, of, uh, let's 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 turn a corner if we can briefly, because I know at least I care about this. Can we all hashtag come to the sip for a brief a brief moment in time? Go for it. <laughs> the uh, am I crooked letter crooked letter I crooked letter crooked letter state <laughs> the. Uh, Bulldogs of Mississippi State. You got the Rebels, Rebels with Lane down there. Uh, incidentally, someone said Lane Kiffin has the number two transfer portal class in the entire country. I didn't know we were judging that, but okay. You got Southern Miss, which if I'm not mistaken is where Brett Favre went to school. You got Mississippi Valley, which is uh, Jerry Rice's school. You got Jackson State with Deion Sanders as the current coach. Um, and you got a bunch of other uh, schools. Dustin, you put these notes in here. Is last chance you a school? I don't know. I, someone put that as a joke, I think, on the internet. And, uh, <laughs> I know it's a TV show. <laughs> it's just listed in here next to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, like maybe maybe Deion Sanders started another score. Maybe that's Michael Irvin's school or something. I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I'm just saying that would be a fantastic conference because any or any conference that you've got, uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Mike Leach. Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin. That, that <laughs> is fire. With Brett Favre donating, uh, arguably, according to politics, too much money to his alma mater. You can Google that story. Uh, in Southern Miss, I think it would be kind of an interesting uh, concept. And I had no clue what last chance you was, but I figured I'd bring it up. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's, a, it's a TV a, show. T- it's a TV show. I don't, I don't know if it's still running or not, but I've got some friends that used to watch it religiously. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was just kind of making fun of like once you got down the list, you know, six, seven teams into it. It's like, well, who do we have now? Yeah, it's like Georgia too. Oh, cool, Georgia and who? Nobody. Nobody that would beat them. Yeah. Oh. You know, even even Alabama at least has all, you know, have a, a few years here and there that maybe yeah. could take the king down. 
And they would have a sleeper with Troy. And Jacksonville State, who beat Florida State. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Former, uh, a very, very down Florida State, but yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, Florida State plays Duquesne this weekend. You heard her here first, people. <laughs> <laughs> Did they hear her first? Are you making a prediction? Oh, uh, that would be hysterical if I called Duquesne beat Florida State. That should be a walk off. I shouldn't have to call another game for like the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the bet? We just crown you champion if that's right. No, uh, honestly, so if, he, if if that happens, I'd crown you champion. Now I would gladly concede that. No, that's way. how much. That's lose, how much I don't think twenty losses. <laughs> yeah. To your other. yeah, no way. Because then I'll have to come <laughs> back on here and explain why Florida A and M kicked shit. <laughs> <laughs> Be like big weekend for upsets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well. I just want to mention Kansas would be a lot of fun. You know, Kansas State playing KU every weekend. That would be interesting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh when I saw the other day, because I know we have some uh, K-State alums that listen to this show. They did a uh, infographic, one of the like college football uh, Twitter pages of every school and what school they've historically by record dominated. Every school in the Power Five that was uh, had somebody that they've historically have a lot of wins over, except for one, and it was Kansas State. It was just not available. <laughs> it was beside their logo. <laughs> oh man, I look forward to the K State voicemails in response to this. <laughs> There's a thought you get more schools in your state. <laughs> Why don't they have a flyover conference? Oh, wait, they already have that. It's called the big fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, how many ever teams there are? <laughs> well, to sort of wrap this up, uh, one person suggested, and I thought this was pretty good because um, it goes along with what we've been saying all along. If we, uh, it would be fun to do this for a season, at least a season, and then have the winners of the Florida, Texas, California, they only say Alabama because yeah, Alabama, North Carolina, Ohio, Michigan, and Georgia teams play an eight-team playoff for the Natty. I agree with that. That would be a hell of a hell of a run. And hey, look, NC State would maybe make the playoff. So, can I make one suggestion? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> can we kick out Alabama for South Carolina? That's our way, way, way of a better. They've got a three-headed monster in Coastal. South Carolina and Clemson. And I would rather. Yeah. Yes. Um, Bama has the two schools. And I'm sick of Alabama winning championships. This is a good way to exclude them from winning. <laughs> right. Now they can't because they can't participate. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works, right? When you don't want a team to uh, be able to, to get in, you just, you just you know, draw a line around them and just say, nope, this is our thing over here. Sorry. <laughs> AKA conference Ray Long. Exactly. And now everybody's <laughs> turned off the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's all I got on this. It's it's an interesting concept. I think our teams will have a lot of fun. Um there's a lot of states that would be awful. Um but hey, move to a better state. <laughs> so this is this is what happens when you have a little league world series for a college. don't live in a crappy state (laughs) (laughs) and on that note for another episode of miserable and reckless uh make sure again to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast spotify apple podcast podbean uh amazon we're available um and as dustin alluded to with the k-state comment be sure to leave us a voicemail uh we might just play it on the show it's, it's in the Spotify description for each episode. Just click the link. You'll leave us a up to one minute voicemail of what you thought, <clears throat> a question you may have for the people on the show. And uh, you know what? We might address it. Can't mm-hmm. promise. Can't promise. And that'd be appropriate. We'll see. we'll see. We'll take it under consideration. We'll put it that way. We have but- so many coming in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Miserable and Reckless. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.